It just couldn't have gone better and we got a review from Jill Sutherland at the Stratford Herald and I don't think I'll ever get a better review. She said Mrs Shakespeare is demented, brilliant and totally necessary. Hi and welcome to the State of Shakespeare. I'm Jim Elliott. Garrett Vandermeer is away today, and our guest on The State of Shakespeare is Irene Kelleher. Hi, Irene. Hi, Jim. Irene joins us from Cork, Ireland, where she is working on a new play called Mrs. Shakespeare, written and directed by Ian Wilde. Irene trained with the Shakespeare and Company in Lenox, Mass., and at the Drama and Theatre Studies at UCC, where she received a first-class honors degree and a master's specializing in advanced performance practice. She has just completed a successful run with Turn of the Screw in Smock Alley Theatre in November of 2014. More recently, she played a lead role in Desolate Heaven at the Everyman Theatre, acting alongside well-known Irish actress Mary McAvoy. Welcome to the show, Irene. It's a delight to have you. I'm thrilled to be on the show. (laughs) So tell me a little bit about Mrs. Shakespeare. How did it come to be? Well, it has quite um, early beginnings. It's actually older than me (laughs) because Ian Wilde, he first wrote it in 1983 as a short story. And it was kind of partly a skit on the shenanigans of drama school with students muttering in corners over who was getting star roles. And then more seriously, it was kind of an exploration of the nature of catharsis. But he didn't really feel that it was strong enough to be a one-act play at the time. And then years later, in the 1990s, he was composing a collection of short stories and was published in 1998. And then about three years ago, one of his male actor friends was looking for a one-man show. So he went back to that story, which was called Ophelia at the time. And it went down very well, was very well received, but there was something kind of missing because it was a man playing the part of a reincarnated Shakespeare. Because the story of it is about giving Ophelia more of a voice. So he thought that it didn't really work as well as it might with a woman. So it was this time last year... Ian asked me would I be interested in just doing a rehearsed reading of it. We would no set, no costumes, it was just me and the script was still in my hand but it went down so, so well and, you know, there was just that right mixture of comedy and, you know, the more serious moments with Ophelia of tragedy and it's been growing and growing and getting bigger. So So you've been living with this for a year. A year, yeah. And I'm imagining that you've performed it in a variety of spaces. We've performed it 42 times since then in so many different theatres, in small black boxes, in big proscenium March theatres. And then in October... We brought it to New York to the Cherry Lane Theatre for a night, which was just amazing. It's a beautiful it was little theatre. Absolutely gorgeous. So then we brought it to Stratford in February. Yeah, I know it very, very well. <laughs> well, Ophelia is possibly one of the more famous female characters in the Shakespearean canon. What have you learned about Ophelia having worked on this piece for so long? I've learned so much, even though it was always... She was always a character that I really felt sympathy for because of what happens to her in the play, but also because she's brushed over a lot in that play, I think. And a lot of Mrs. Shakespeare is, there's a line in it where Ophelia herself says, I'm so underwritten, I barely know. (laughs) 
And even though, I mean, Shakespeare is my, there's no doubt about it, he is my favourite playwright. I'm a complete Shakespeare fanatic. But I just feel that her death and her experience and everything she goes through, it, it is overshadowed by, by Hamlet's tragedy. Like the tragedy in Hamlet isn't really Ophelia. And I kind of think it, it, it should be. <laughs> and that's really what Mrs. Shakespeare is about. Mrs. Shakespeare, just for people who, who might know the plot of it, is that I am Shakespeare reincarnated in today's world as a woman. And I've decided that I made a mess of writing Hamlet 400 years earlier and I decided to rewrite it from the point of view of Ophelia and all the male characters tried to stop me. Huh. So really, while doing Mrs. Shakespeare, it really I really had to study the character, all the characters of Hamlet, but in particular Ophelia. And I think if I was ever cast in Hamlet now as Ophelia, I would come at it from such a different angle. I actually think she's a really strong... I think all of Shakespeare's female characters are very strong, but I just think there might there's just not enough time given to her or not enough... Her, her tragedy doesn't seem that important in it. So in the play, do you add plot points for Ophelia? Do we see what she Oh, Ophelia's? yeah. Oh, that's exciting. <laughs> Yeah. So I, Mrs. Shakespeare is she's in a mental asylum because obviously nobody believes that she's she's Shakespeare reincarnated, and she believes that her psychiatrist Henry is actually a reincarnated Christopher Marlowe, <laughs> and that he just is keeping her in the mental asylum because he he's worried she'll write another masterpiece and overshadow <laughs> him again. So while I'm trying to rewrite Hamlet, all the characters start arguing with me. So Polonius wants the play to actually be about him. Claudius, I've rewritten as a cleaner, and he's obviously very obstinate about being the <laughs> yes, grave. Every, everyone is arguing. So it's amazing. It's like a one-man Hamlet in a way. I get to act out all these different characters. And Ophelia is given the central role as such. Right. It really is a homage to the bard. I mean, I'm worried that people listening might think, oh, this is obviously irreverent to Shakespeare. And I was worried about taking it to Stratford-upon-Avon, thinking, oh, will people think, oh, this, here's this Irish girl over here insulting our great bard. But it really is a homage to Shakespeare. Did Stratford-upon-Avon like it? They absolutely loved it. I was very nervous about doing it there, but it just couldn't have gone better. And we got a, a review from Jill Sutherland at the Stratford Herald, and I don't think I'll ever get a better review. Um, she said, this is a quote now, she said, Mrs. Shakespeare is demented, brilliant, and totally necessary. <laughs> And she said I love it was, that. that is a terrific review. Great quote. She said it was one of the bravest stage performances she'd witnessed and that it was a homage to the bard with a modern twist, which is exactly how it's meant to be. So if you are a Shakespeare lover, you will appreciate the play so much. A lot of people in Ireland are a bit apprehensive when they hear the word Shakespeare in the title of a play because of the way it was taught in school, oh, particularly course. my parents' generation, because I think younger people now, there is a lot more interest, but you either love Shakespeare or you're a bit scared of it in Ireland, I think. It's a harder sell in Ireland, definitely, than in the UK, or I, I think in the US, I think it would, would be easier to sell as well. Yeah, certainly we have a great tradition of 
taking the bard up. Definitely, yeah. When I first saw the title, I thought of Robert Nye's novel, Mrs. Shakespeare, The Complete Works. And as almost everybody knows, Shakespeare left his second best bed to Mrs. Shakespeare. So he riffs on that. And it sounds very similar to what you're doing, which is you have a love of Shakespeare, but you're also poking fun at Shakespeare at the same time. Exactly. Poking lovely fun at him because it does bring the characters to life. And we performed it for students who were doing Hamlet. And so many people came up afterwards saying, oh, they they look at the play in a fresh light now, which is wonderful, you know, rather than the same notes, the same themes, the same. And it's lovely to kind of have original thoughts about something that's been around that long and to introduce it in a new way exactly yeah ian wilde definitely didn't intentionally write a feminist play but there there definitely is that it is quite a feminist play in a wonderful way that it is giving a a strong voice to such an important female character i wonder what would happen when you get cast as ophelia in a production (laughs) of hamlet (laughs) hamlet won't know what hit him (laughs) (laughs) oh that's terrific so where are you going next with mrs shakespeare next i've actually performed it for the first time in my home hometown last weekend and it was fabulous because a lot of the people in Cork had heard about the play it's been going on for a year so they've been looking forward to seeing it and we're going to the Brighton Fringe which I'm really excited about because it's England's biggest Fringe Festival and over 700 shows are there but they picked out 14 highlights and Mr. Shakespeare was one of them so I'm really excited. That is fantastic (laughs) and I'm doing the Edinburgh Fringe as well so I'll be there for the full month of August performing it in Edinburgh and we're taking it to the Bristol Shakespeare Festival. I really would love to go back to the States and I'd love to do some Shakespeare festivals in the States. That would be great. So in Mrs. Shakespeare you are the only actor on the stage. Yeah, just me. How is that? Is that difficult for you? I really enjoy it because I actually think once you're on the stage and you never leave it, I love that more than anything because coming off and having to go back on again, I think is a lot harder. And it's diff- it is, I know, know this sounds a bit corny now, but it is a different show every time because it's a direct address to the audience. It definitely works best in more intimate settings. Right. It's different because it does matter what way the audience react because some nights definitely there's more of a tragedy and some nights it's complete comedy because I can just feel the audience, they're really into the comedy of it. And sometimes I feel like they want definitely the tragedy takes over sometimes. Now there's, there's always a mix. That's so exciting as a performer. It is because it, it really is never the same and it's it's such a physical show and um, it's so funny because <laughs> I start off the show very clean you know looking fine and I come off at the end and it looks like I've been dragged through war trenches or something I'm just <laughs> filthy and and it's brilliant because I definitely kind of feel like as if I've transformed oh. in that hour <laughs> oh that's terrific so Irene you have a piece of text from Mrs. Shakespeare would you care to read it for us Yeah, I'd love to. It's the very opening of it, so it's the first entry. Terrific. So this is Irene Kelleher reading a piece from the play Mrs. Shakespeare by Ian Wilde. 22nd of April. When I first revealed to other people that I was William Shakespeare reincarnated, they laughed. 
they'd always come up with the same ridiculous comments. But you're a woman. Well, I'd hardly come back identical. If I return as a baldy little bloke with a goatee, that's not reincarnation. That's an encore. Then again, how do we know I wasn't a woman in my first life? Maybe I was a cross-dressing transvestite like Rosalind, Portia, Julia, Viola and just about every other woman in the complete works of me. Well, they say next, <laughs> if you are Shakespeare, how come you don't write brilliant plays? Hmm? I tell them about the reincarnated Jesus who once asked, well, what do you expect? Miracles. And anyhow, I can remember getting slagged off in my first life as a young upstart crow. But then later generations saw things very differently. So it means nothing to me that my masterpieces of this century are getting terrible reviews. No, no. I know in a couple of hundred years time, my more recent history plays like uh, Hitler the First or Charles the Third, not, <laughs> will be seen as classics. My psychiatrist Henry keeps asking me, how do you know you're a great playwright? When all the reviews of my work point to the contrary. He even quotes the newspapers to me. Where was it now, William? Where did I see? Ah, yes. Oh, never in my life have I sat through a farce quite so bad as the Merry Wives of King Henry VIII. I laughed my head on. Oh, good, yeah. Is a good head on. Ah, William. Here's another newspaper. What does this one say, I wonder? Oh, the comedy, Titus Androgynous, by a woman writer named William Shakespeare, would appear to be a joke in every respect, except that it is not remotely funny. <laughs> Yet, as I tell Henry frequently, if I'm not a reincarnated Shakespeare, how come I can remember every detail of my past life? Even Anne seducing me beside a broken Arden. Oh, the bank on which we lay, a bed of wild thyme, oh, oxlips and nodding violets. The dress she plucked off over her head was brown. Oh, and there was a little wart on her knee. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Irene. That was terrific. <laughs> Thanks very much. So that's the opening. I like Titus Androgynous. Titus Androgynous, yeah. And, and I think you have a little quote there, wild time, oxlips, and nodding violets. That sounds distinctly Shakespearean to me. Yes, yeah, a lot of the language of it is quite Shakespeare, you know, Ian wrote it in a kind of Shakespearean way, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's terrific and so much fun for you. Great fun, yeah. And there's so many different characters. Henry, the psychiatrist, is is the first one we're introduced to, and he's a recurring one. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much. Irene Kelleher is appearing in the demented, brilliant, <laughs> but totally necessary Mrs. Shakespeare. 
Look for her in the Edinburgh Friends Festival over the summer. Well, Irene Kelleher, this has been a delightful interview. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Brilliant. Thank you so much. It was lovely talking to you. Thanks, Irene. Talk to you soon. Bye. And thank you for listening to The State of Shakespeare. Thanks for joining us for the State of Shakespeare podcast. We invite you to visit stateofshakespeare.com for more episodes, information about each of our guests, and the Shakespeare text you heard on the program, and much more. And we welcome you to join the discussion by liking us on Facebook. That's www.stateofshakespeare.com. Thanks for listening.